Hey Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great Hey Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great day so far. This week I talk with my buddy Danny Vega. He's a hilarious comedian and podcaster based out in Los Angeles. We were buddies in New York. He tells me his unpopular food opinions, namely, pineapple on pizza is not a personality, and also LA He tells me his unpopular food opinions, which involve pizza and the Los Angeles food scene. He tells me his unpopular food opinions, which include Los Angeles, as well as a pizza opinion. He informs me that there is, in fact, ranch for your butthole. And if you don't get that reference, I made a silly joke on the episode with comedian Drew Talbert. So Danny gives me the pro tip if you're a heat seeker. He himself is a heat seeker. He once ate 24 raw jalapenos on Facebook Live. He's the kind of the... We talk about fine dining, including 11 Madison Park, Gramercy Tavern. He has some great pro tips on fine dining tasting menus. So you got to check this episode out. I 100% recommend it. I love it. It's uh, really good. I'm, I'm very thankful that he did the podcast. And if you want some more Danny Vega, please check out his podcast, Am I the Asshole Podcast. We actually started that podcast together in New York City, but he's still doing it, going strong, crushing it. It's a really fun pod. And, uh... You get to decide if people are a-holes or not. So check it out. Do you have any like unpopular polarizing food opinions? Oh, my God. I have uh, I've written as soon as I started thinking about this shit, I was like, I can go off on this fucking podcast. I think one that that, that Drew brought up is pineapple on pizza. And, and I just want to let people know it's not a fucking personality. You're not <laughs> interesting. OK, it's normal. Normal. It's common. I actually know exactly. It is surprisingly abnormal. It's all over hinge, Anthony. Oh my God. All these girls. Pineapple on pizza. I know. It's like, no, that's not. Shut up. <laughs> you put a fruit on the most popular food ever. It's not that crazy. Dude, you want to um, know what my sister does? I love her to death, but her favorite pizza, <laughs> and she doesn't make it her personality, which I'll give her props to that. Shout out, Emily. But she loves pineapple tomato pizza as her favorite pizza. Isn't that violently offensive? What the f- that's like what are you talking that's like bread pizza you put a tomato on a pizza like wait sun-dried tomato no she just orders like they usually put like it's from like the salad like the diced tomatoes on there with pineapple and it's just like double acid god that's freaky deaky that's actually i'll give her credit for her that is more of a personality because that's upsetting here's the other one on a foodie note this is super douchebag shit but come on you brought me here to be a bit of a douche i think some of your listeners are gonna hate me but like five people will really like me that's my goal so (laughs) one thing i hate when people do is they'll be like i love interesting food i'm a very eccentric eater i love octopus (laughs) no 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 octopus is such it's a red herring it's not i mean it's not red herring that's a fish but it's not fucking interesting it's it's great texture i think octopus is great texture it's probably the blandest meat i mean it's very chicken-esque it doesn't taste like anything so whenever people say that i'm like i already know you're not a foodie you're a guy who orders an octopus and thinks they're interesting you're not in their defense i think it's just because it looks kind of spooky it has the like the little tentacles and stuff and it it looks right out there but i agree with you that the taste and the texture is nothing to write home about but it visually is very striking no you're right no you're 100 right i think that's where they get it because there are a lot of people who would be spooked out and be like i'm not gonna eat that that looks like a critter no <laughs> a critter <laughs>
<laughs> fried calamari is cool. I, I fuck up some fried calamari. My concern with that is a lot of the cheaper places, I, I don't, I'm sure you probably know this. Um, they use like pig intestines and they cut it up real small and they're like, this is an octopus ring, but it's actually pig intestine. That wouldn't bother me, uh, but I believe it. I've definitely had calamari and been like, this seems weirdly chewy. How is this so chewy? I bet that is the intestine. That's interesting. Yes. How long have you been in LA, Danny? I haven't talked to you in so long. What, what, when did LA come about? I moved to LA in July and um, here's where I'm going to lose a lot of people. I don't know what's going on with the food here. It's, it's terrible. I've been consistently disappointed with two exceptions. Okay. The donuts. And I'm actually really curious to hear your opinion on this. I live right by this place that just has very simple donuts and they're fantastic. I literally have like one a day. They're so good. They're fluffy. They're just, they're great. You know, and it doesn't matter. It could be the glazed donut, the chocolate twist, standard normal donuts okay and i'm like why does this random place by my house better than every donut i ever had in new york city and, and i don't my best theory is that new york is trying too hard yeah. it's like oh just just use like lard and flour i don't even know what's in a donut but new yorkers like no we're gonna make a creme brulee donut no dude just make a basic no we're making a dough you know dough yeah. dough donut no, just make a normal done. No. And it's like, why does it, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out, cause I feel like it is subjective. What a normal donut is like, is it more cakey, more yeasty? Like is yeasty, a Krispy Kreme a normal donut? Yes. Krispy Kreme is the genre vibe that I'm talking about for sure. A yeasty, fluffy donut. I mean, a fresh Krispy Kreme donut, very difficult to be in the glaze category. 100%. Personally, I think a chocolate Krispy Kreme can go fuck itself, but <laughs> that's trying too hard. <laughs> Too hard, too hard, no, but I'm saying them putting chocolate on there is trying too hard. Like the, the Krispy Kreme by itself is already perfect. You don't need yeah, to add yeah, chocolate. Yeah. Dude. Like, we already yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I live by this super basic place and I'm just like really blown away why I go to New York. I go to the donut plants. I, I, I go to all these places and I just can't. And, and here's my other theory is that it's Dunkin Donuts because there's a Dunk Donuts everywhere in New York City. And so maybe they stamped out all the kind of basic donut places. That makes sense. I could get on board with that. And I, what I think the, the dessert that tries really too hard, in my opinion, is cookies. When they make like the big mound of cookies, it's like the size of a softball. And it's just like all kinds of wacky stuff in there. To me, that's trying too hard as well. Oh my God, Anthony. Okay. That's very polarizing. We're not going to fight. Yeah. I'm not going to fight. I respect your religion. You know, <laughs> if that's your beliefs, but I mean, I'll say this. I love the big cookies. I, I consider Levain the kind of original. This is the giant chocolate chip walnut cookie. I don't think that cookie can be beat. So you're like an insomnia guy. Is that what I'm understanding? You like a thin cookie. Is that your vibe? I honestly like both cookies, but I just think that the big ones are trying too hard. It's kind of like a, a big flashy, fancy car where I'm like, that's cool and flashy and fancy. And I, I like it, but it's also trying too hard. So I guess my angle on it is that people like to eat cookie dough. And so the center of the cookie, the mushy gooiness is sort of an approximation of that that won't give you salmonella or whatever. But yeah, so that, well, this is I love those big cookies. I'm the basic guy who likes that shit. And I am so shallow that I would love to drive a fancy car. I just can't afford it. <laughs> but in L.A., that's not here. In, in New York, you have Levain. You have Chip City. You have literally there's a place called Ooey Gooey Cookies. They just <laughs> they just jump right into that shit. None of that. None of that is out here. They have these little sad whimpers of a cookie. A whimper of a cookie. Now, what about the tacos? Are the tacos crushing it out there? Because that's what people rant and rave about is L.A. tacos. Personally, I am 
a burrito guy, but the Mexican food is much better than New York. It much more closely approximates what I kind of grew up having in Arizona. If you came, I would push you in the direction of El Russo. Are you a spicy boy? Love spicy. I love, I'm a big heat seeker. Absolutely. I love, I love heat seeker. You, you said on the Drew out uh, episode, you said there's no ranch for your butthole. Um, <laughs> And I will tell you that there is uh, uh, preparation H. I have been in certain binds where you would want to throw that down and it will help a diarrhea pass without lighting you up. Get rid of the ring sting, they call it. Yeah, the ring sting. That's a professional term. I love that. There's this place called El Russo, super greasy and also crazy expensive. I think it comes out to like 18 bucks for a burrito. You could eat it as two meals, but please, who among us has? has the discipline not me um and it, it's very good they they sort of cook the cheese into the tortilla and it just kind of blends really nice and they have super hot but also super tasty hot sauce but like yeah it will obliterate you so if, if you and i go we can prep h it up um and uh <laughs> prep h with the homies dog <laughs> i recently ate these chicken wings from this place called hoggies it's a barbecue place here in town and every year they have a ghost pepper, reaper pepper, uh, and then a third pepper, I forget which, but they have three mm-hmm. peppers they grow on site and they pick them fresh and make the sauce for you fresh to order. And it was so spicy. My body rejected it. I actually vomited. Have you ever? Oh some- my God. You ever do something so spicy? It makes you vom? No, no. But I, but I did, uh, I did want to tell you about on this, on the heat seeking uh, notion. I ate 24 raw jalapenos once on Facebook live. Oh my God, um, dude, that's insane. It was insane. And it was very chewy. That was actually one of the worst parts about it. But yeah, and it was super hot and whatever. And I, and I had like a pint of, of vanilla ice cream to kind of cool down. But every time I would tell the story, people would go, oh, did it hurt coming out? Did it hurt coming out? <laughs> and uh, it really didn't. I, I think it's because when there's so much like vegetable matter, it like helps a lot. Whereas when you have the hot sauce, that's that's what really gets you in the end. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. Wait, can I ask you a question? Is that legal? Yeah, of course, man. Go nuts. I'm just so curious, you know, you, cause like, look, we both lived in New York and I totally understand. And, and I'm happy you shared that about, you know, when you leaving New York is hard, right? Cause when you live in New York, it's so horrible. It like has to become part of who you are. Otherwise it makes no fucking sense. Right. Definitely. Um, And, you know, and I think that's what I'm going through. Like I shit on LA a lot, but like, I think a lot of it is just like learning to accept it. And I'm curious because you, how long have you been in Columbus now? It's been years. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Are you finding now that the dust has settled and you're like, I'm not a New Yorker anymore or whatever that, you know, the food actually, the difference isn't that big. Um, I, well, no, I mean, I still have a lot of love for, (laughs) (laughs) I still have a lot of love for, for New York culinary scene. It's just it's so dense, dude. Like you can get literally anything you want on pretty much any block at pretty much any time. Whereas in Columbus, we have a lot of amazing mm-hmm. food, a lot of like farm to table restaurants and a lot of chefs that are doing creative, fun stuff, but it's right. just the volume isn't there. Okay. So you just have to like drive farther and, and kind of go more out of your way. And there's, yeah, there's just not as many options. Okay. Yeah. Not but bad. we do have a lot of great options and I'm sure LA has a lot of great options too. And 
you know, plus, are you personally, like, are you kind of hating everything in general right now? Like, maybe if you were in a happier space, maybe LA's food would be better. Uh, well, I recently switched. About a month ago, I switched. I was very pissy, and I was like, I can't believe I moved to this fucking Phoenix by the beach piece of shit city. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the day I switched was when, you know, you, you know, there's a day where you actually perceive the sun going down earlier, you know, like, you know, it's happening. And, I, and it was like, you know, 6 o'clock or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even care. I'm not sad. I'm like, I'm in heaven. There's no winter here. You know, like it's just, it doesn't exist. Um, so I, I'm not a straight up hater, but in LA's defense, I have gone, like I've eaten in Santa Monica and I've eaten in Laguna and like, these are very touristy places and I haven't bouged out. And, and I, and I wanted to talk about this experience because I'm curious looking back how it, how it stuck with you because I, I do talk about it a lot. One thing that my ex kind of figured out was to go to this place, Gramercy Tavern, which is not like the nicest restaurant in New York City, but certainly like maybe top 50 or something like that. Like, it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And you and I, I believe it was your birthday. Yep. We got um, and th this was her hack. I got to give her mad props on this. We would get the tasting menu, but one of us would get the vegetarian and the other would get like the meat. And then we would each have a bite of each other's thing. And effectively, it was like a 10 course, you know, 10 different food tasting menu for $90, which is kind of a steal gratuity oh, yeah. included gratuity <laughs> included did that stick with you oh yeah of course dude I, that was probably like one of my fanciest feasts ever to be totally honest with you um it was great it was super fun and i thought it was really sweet they like wrote happy birthday on like the little carrot cake and stuff like they the service there is great and what i loved is it didn't feel stuffy or bougie. Like I felt totally like safe and accepted there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Gramercy Tavern and they, they carry that energy and I love the service quality. I, I think that's what it is. I mean, I just gone to a lot of places and there's just been misses, you know, and I felt like you and I had many meals where it was like, you know, in New York, the, the, the standard is just very high. Yeah. Um, for instance, I went to this place here, like kind of a hipster joint, you know, really good dishes. And everything was kind of going well. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is fire. Then they brought out a steak tartare and it literally tasted like raw meat doused in balsamic vinegar. And I was like, my man, this is a $30 dish. What's going on back there? Yeah. It's just been stuff like that where I'm like the execution just isn't quite there on everything where I feel like a nice place in New York tends to kind of hit on all cylinders. And I feel like when you have that kind of price point, everything has to be perfect. Like I recently- yes. I recently bought a $30 pizza, which is insane for Columbus. And it wasn't like an extra mm -hmm. large, it's like mm -hmm. a normal size pizza, 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I ordered extra sauce on the side and the extra sauce was ice cold. And I was pissed. Cause I'm like, I go to yeah. like Marco's, which is like a dumpy chain. And I order extra sauce and I get scalding hot sauce on the side. It's like it, for 30 bucks, everything should be perfect. As far as I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's like attention to detail, stuff like that, that can really kind of rub, rub things the wrong way where it's like, you know, are, are you just paying attention to this? Like what's going on, you know? And like, it is stickler stuff. It's Karen stuff. I mean, I've just ran with it. I'm like, I am a Karen. That's just how it is. It was really cool to listen to you and Drew talk about tipping too. Um, and I, I give you props and like, I, I do need to tip. I, I, I tip 20%, but I know it's like 25%. People have said this to me. What, what do you think? Is it kind of 25% is the new 20? That's what people have told me. Well, what people are saying and what are doing and who, who knows, but I will say that in Columbus, a lot of the suggested tips at the bottom of the receipt 
start at 20 now. It says 20, 22, and 25. So 20 is like the new low bar, I guess. Gosh, what was I going to tell you about? Something about tipping, but I forgot. My my mind totally went blank. Well, wait, wait. You had this thing that you brought up that I was so obsessed with because I had never heard of it. That you said that like an old woman would grab your wrist. Like what the fuck? Oh yeah, all the time. When I was a server in Times Square, <laughs> The, the worst offenders was like the Wednesday matinee crowd. For some reason, they were the saucy, sassy women. And they would just <laughs> grab my wrist and like, oh, it was brutal, dude. I hate when customers touch me. I don't fuck with that at all, dude. Like hard pass on that. So what? Yeah, like I don't understand. They're like grabbing your wrist as they give you your order. Yeah, so literally it won't even be like they're scolding me or something. Like they, they're afraid I'm going to leave in the middle of talking to them. <laughs> like, <laughs> They literally just hold my arm like, sweetie, I need an iced tea, sugar on the side. I need extra marinara sauce. And she's just like holding my wrist. I'm like, what's going on here, Betsy? You crazy broad. Let me go, you freak. Yeah, dude, that, that's that's pretty brutal. Could you tell me about your best dining experience? I know it's kind of a super hard question and, and it's kind of vague, but like what, what jumps to mind, jumps out at you? Like, Well, I, I guess I would have to just say 11 Madison Park because it was the best restaurant in the world. I was fortunate enough to eat there. I didn't pay for it. It was with my, my ex's family. I think what was so cool about it is obviously the food is ridiculously good. That kind of goes without saying, but it really was the attention to detail that set things up to like be unforgettable and the way that manifested was you know uh, her mom had asked for a recommendation for a restaurant in Brooklyn and this is like after the meal you know and they actually brought out on cardstock a list of recommendations like printed on cardstock like just really nice and I was like that is so unforgettable it's so personal you know And, and I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of stuff like that. Like just because here's what it is. I've realized like food is great. Like you and I love food and we and I love to go to uh, whatever shitty place, a food truck, whatever it is, if the food is great. But I really think when I spend a lot of money, what I want more is an experience of some kind, because um, like that's the shit you'll never forget. Right. Like you can't really like mac and cheese taste in your mouth it's like not the strongest memory you're just like no i want more mac and cheese in my mouth right now but there's a coffee shop uh i i go to a lot in la and i was kind of whatever about it because it's kind of expensive but i found out they've got drawers filled with notes that people have left there and i was like i could literally spend hours just going through these notes and i'm like now i i want to go back there just to go through all the notes so i think stuff like that like the texture the unforgettable personality of it is what really can can make a restaurant like something special and, and unforgettable. Dude, that's so fun. That's like like old school Reddit, like all those just random notes on a on a paper, like in a desk. Like I would one hundred percent read that. That's super fun. Eleven Madison Park. Are they the ones who started? They're they're doing a new vegan menu or something now. It's kind of like a groundbreaking thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I heard somebody else talking about that. You know, I think that's really cool. I mean, I personally love meat, but I would, I mean, I think it's really impressive, you know, because it is kind of a cheap move to just serve someone pork belly. You could throw some salt on pork belly. It obviously (laughs) tastes amazing. Yeah. Hard to pay for. I'll say that just psychologically. Right. I mean, do you feel that? Like, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, like even at Gramercy Tavern, you're like 90 bucks for only vegetables, man. But it's like, it's food, you know, and if it's well done, it's well done. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle with that for sure. And I feel like I almost don't even have a refined enough palate. Cause I was talking with uh, a chef that used to work in fine dining and he was like, well, 
when we make like a carrot soup, it's the most carroty soup ever. Like they use like carrot concentrate, all different kinds of carrots, different <laughs> temperature carrots. And I'm like, I can't fucking tell, dude. Like, I, I appreciate your art and everything, but I just give me the carrot. I'm more of like a munchies guy, dude. I love to just have like junk food, like anything cheesy. Like I'm kind of, I can be classy sometimes, but more, I guess, trashy, I guess. Do you have a favorite, a favorite munchie? I've recently got into Trader Joe's. Is Trader Joe's frozen food count as a munchie? Absolutely, dude. I feel like if you want some junk food and it's like quick and easy, I think it definitely counts. I'm a recent Trader Joe's convert. I I basically, my expenses went up a lot moving to LA because I got a car and I got my own place. And so it's like, I just don't really have money to spend like I used to in New York, um, which is not a sentence I thought I'd ever say, but here you go. <laughs> Cars are fucking expensive. And I thought LA was cheaper season. out there. It's you get more it's for your different. money in terms of your rent, but like, dude, a car, you got to get insurance and you got to pay for the car. Like, it's not cheap. You know, that's True. easily for me. It's 500 bucks. Maybe you could get away with 400, but like, that's a lot. No, that is a lot. Um, and the, the gas ain't cheap, too, probably. And there's probably nowhere to park. <laughs> oh, no, the parking's a whole different. That's uh, a nightmare. But Trader Joe's fried ravioli is my go to. Uh, I think it's great. You can prepare it in like eight minutes and I'll just I'll have it sometimes as an appetizer. I'll have it sometimes as an entree. And what people tell me, they go, you got to get an air fryer because if you cook it in an air fryer, it's really something else. I pan fry it like a caveman. I think it's fine. That is fine, but I, I'm a 100% team air fryer, dude. Like, really? was like, dude, it's life changing, uh, like leftovers, frozen food, whatever. And I was like, whatever. But then I got it and it's so awesome. I love it so much. It's quick. It's easy. You don't have to preheat it. You just turn it on. It's instantly hot. Super cool stuff. No, it's instant. Oh, instant, baby. You don't have to wait. I think you're going to, I think you're the straw that broke the camels back here. I think I'm going to get this bad boy. It's like a hundred bucks, right? It's not crazy. Yeah. Mine, I think mine was 90. So yeah, basically a hundred bucks and uh, yeah, 100% recommended. So pretty cool. Now, Danny, are you, you, um, are you doing comedy and stuff out there? What are you doing out in LA these days? I am. I am. I, I've been doing stand up. I'm, I'm exploring the scene, still learning, getting uh, getting my kind of uh, things back. Yeah, it's been fun. There's like a lot of uh, open mics. I mean, I'm like basically an open micer at this point, um, but I've been very impressed. I've been very impressed with the quality of stand ups. Very different vibes. Very different vibes, though. You do one one thing unique to L.A., no surprise, the delusional, the delusional people. Um, and it's a little, it's a little hard to watch, you know, like they'll say shit, like I moved here to become a star and you're like, no, no, please don't do that for this reason. <laughs> There's seven of us watching you or like, that's so cringy and sad, but I mean, you got to do it unless your parents are rich and connected. I think you have to suffer through the open mic scene. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it's just for me. I'm like, yo, if you want to be a star, you should be auditioning, man. You're at an open mic. Like we're comics. Like this is probably not going to be the vector for you, but um, you run into some of that, uh, but you know what you run into less of is like in New York, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of people. And I respect this because I was this person for a, a, a chunk of time, like people who gave it all up just to do stand up. Um, and you don't see that as much. There's more of a balanced, holistic approach. You've got like influencers doing stand up yesterday. I did a mic. Okay. This is crazy. I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but it's a 15 minute mic. Everybody gets 15 minutes and you have Jesus. to pay $12. You got to pay $12 to perform in front of five other comics. Um, but I was like, let me do this once and see how horrible it is. This guy goes up and uh, he, he was fine. He, you know, he was fine. And, you know, just he was good. Uh, and after he had mentioned TikTok and I go, oh, I got TikTok. 
And he's like, yeah, I got a TikTok. I go, oh, what's your TikTok? I looked it up. 10 million followers, this motherfucker. And yeah, that, that's what they should do. Open mics are dead. You should just make a TikTok. If you think you're funny, handsome, clever, whatever, just make a TikTok. <laughs> that's what everyone's doing. I'm like against the performing arts these days, to be totally honest with you, unless you love it. Like if it's your love and your passion, then go nuts. And like, there's nothing better than killing in front of a live audience. Like if you can get a standing ovation, you're just crushing. But I think if you only care about fame and success, I say just make a social media presence. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it was just cringy for me because like, you know, when I was first talking to him, I was like, this guy is like a fellow. okay comic, you know, and it was like, but then as soon as I saw he had 10 million, like, unfortunately, I couldn't really control. And I was like, ah! like going crazy and it's like god this guy now thinks i'm like a stalker you're like give me a shout out (laughs) yeah please bro help me help me bro just freaking out but yeah i'm with it man i mean i i think your analysis is right i just i love it i I love doing stand-up and that's been honestly the best is just being like i love doing this it really is that simple are you making videos anymore like i used to love your um the, the like your video that went viral on reddit and stuff like your your small town stuff are you doing anything like that Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I, I really haven't been. I've done some TikToks. I did some Ikea TikToks, but otherwise I just, I really have been trying to simply do one open mic a day. Um, and that's been my new kind of goal. And whenever I'm hitting that, I feel pretty good about myself. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think you said it well. It's like, I'm fortunate enough that I have like a job. And so I don't feel drawn to social media. Like I just, I don't personally care about TikTok that much. And I'm like, I love doing standup. And, and I think, I think you're right. I think all the success and all the money is not from standup really, but I simply like doing it. And that's, that's been good to realize too. I'm like, ah, I don't, I just like doing this. This is something that's part of me, you know? Yeah, dude, totally. The, the only thing I miss about standup is hanging out with comics. Like I, I, I miss like going to a diner with comics and like just joking around and like, cause some comics are unbearable of course, but a lot of them are like <laughs> really good at talking, you know? And they're just so funny and, and creative. And I miss the hanging out aspect is pretty much all I miss with stand up. Well, I mean, that's gotta be, I, I'm sure a part of the podcast that you like, you know, you get to have conversations with interesting people and me as well. Hachimachi. There we go. I was hoping for a hachimachi. Starts of all. You're super interesting, man. I love it. So I used to do this thing called Feaster Pass. I haven't done it in a long time, but I just got inspired to do an old school Feaster Pass. Basically, I'll just ask you a food item and then you say Feaster Pass. And if you want, you can elaborate on why or why not. You want to do that real quick? It's like a fun little game. Let's do it. I have one more complaint as well, if we can throw that on the end. Let's do the complaint first and then we'll do Feaster Pass. What's the complaint? Hey, LA person I just met. What places do you recommend? Sugarfish. Three people have recommended Sugarfish. A national chain that's also in New York. Cringe. Cringe. (laughs) I've never heard of it. (laughs) You never heard of Sugarfish? Never heard of it. I guess I'm out of the loop, I guess. I'm I'm Midwest flyover state guy now. This is what it is. Anthony, this is what it is. This would be like if I said, what's the best restaurant in Columbus or whatever? And you said Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's a national chain. You're making oh, me man. physically sick. <laughs> Sugar fish. Get the hell out of here. So on a positive note, what are <laughs> what are three restaurants you would recommend in L.A.? Could you give me that real quick? Your top I think three I, I think I can pull this off. OK, I did. The Thai food in L.A. is something else. People song. I believe it's called Song Market song market tie. I had a larb there. I was not really familiar with larb. It's basically like a raw meat salad. Uh, it's uh, outstanding. Big fan of the song market. Love that. Um, number two, big donuts, ice cream, hot dog, cigarettes. That's the real name of the place. It's right what? by my house. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um, El Russo. That's the burrito spot. 
uh, get the hot sauce and, and strap in and, and don't make plans after you got to go home after. How do you feel about lettuce on a burrito? I'm violently opposed to it. Violently opposed. Thank you. Yes, I'm with you. I will throw the Molotov cocktail, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> Soggy wet lettuce. Get the fuck out of here. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Wario. He, well, his name's Stefan, but he owns this place called Wario's. It's a cheesesteak place. Ooh. And I love him so much because people try to order lettuce on his cheesesteak. And he literally says no. <laughs> <laughs> and so someone, someone wrote a one-star review and was like, I ordered a $17 cheesesteak and I couldn't get lettuce on it. This is ridiculous. Could you please put lettuce on my sandwich next time? And he responded, no, just one. Yes. Word, just no. <laughs> I love Wario. Yes. And it is named after the Nintendo character. So he's very on brand for us in our Nintendo shirts. Love um, it. So, uh, Danny, foie gras, feast or pass? Feast, baby. That's I a quick it. feast. It's so unethical. The only reason I think it's kind of polarizing is because how they like force feed the ducks and gooses and yada yada. So that's why I, I they do fucked one. up shit to all the animals. At least they make it foie gras. You know, there's a pig being tortured so that he can be like nasty ass bacon that you throw out half of because you're like, oh, I'll spend more next time. It's nasty. Dude, that's a great point. I never thought of it. All animals are mistreated. That's a really, really great point. Like, unless you're buying like super expensive, you know, grass fed, whatever, supposedly free range and all that stuff, which some of those meanings, some of those labels are meaningless. I, I don't know if you've ever heard anything about that, but it's very loosely regulated. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, look, I think it's wrong to eat animals generally. I, I think that's obvious. They're treated like shit. But, you know, I, I think most of us, we just don't really care. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know? How about speaking of pigs, would you eat pig eye like a roasted pig head? Would you eat the pig's eyeball? <sighs> Anthony, this kills me. I tried to and my my ex wouldn't let me. She's like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And I didn't. So, yes, it is a feast for me, but I, I miss my opportunity. And these things don't come up that often, believe it or not. It's super rare. And I'll, I'll tell you this, and this will make you probably desperately want to try it. It's Ugh. amazing. It tastes, no! like, it tastes like, you know, like a roasted garlic bulb, how it's like so soft and tender. It yeah. tastes like that, but pig flavored. Oh my God. I can't believe pig eye was a banger. <laughs> dude, 100% feast for me, dude. If you ever have the oh. chance again, definitely try it. Um, S cargo feast or pass. Uh, honestly, I'm leaning past. For the price, I, I I don't think it tastes that. It tastes like to me buttery goo. It's more of a value thing. It's not that I'm disgusted. I mean, if somebody orders it for the table, I'm going to have two or three. But like, I really wouldn't order it myself because I'm like, I don't want to waste that many calories on just butter balls, you know? That's fair. It's literally like a snot rocket in a buttery garlic. <laughs> <laughs> You should um, put out you should put out some content with just you like using the grossest like no ranch for your buttholes, not rocket <laughs> butter. <laughs> Garbage pail kids food edition. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about Little Caesars hot and ready pizza? Feast or pass? Pass. I'm so, so sad. I literally live a stone's throw from Little Caesars. Like I could hop there on one foot. I got so excited. I had so many good memories of Little Caesars. First red flag, it still costs the same price. It's yeah, been 15 years. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. I mean, I was I was high on CBD, and so I did I did, did eat like half the pizza, but I was like, God, I really I can't I could never serve this to someone. It's just very, very bad. See, you know what, dude? I actually kind of like it, and I think it's just because it's so cheap, and admittedly, nostalgia could be playing an effect here. Um, but I'm just like, dude, for five bucks for a whole freaking pizza, like 
yes, it sits like a ball of dough in my stomach. Yes, I'm uncomfortable after eating it. Yes, my stomach hurts, but it's still a feast for me. Did you did you put sauce? I didn't put any sauce. I, I had it bareback, which is probably a mistake. Did you sauce it up? Maybe if I had sauced it up, I could have got it down easier. Yes. So I did order the jalapeno cheddar dippy and I dipped it in the jalapeno cheddar. It's very stoner, <laughs> very munchy. Um, how about another like a fast food chain, like a like a Taco Bell feaster pass? Uh, God, I think I would say pass. I, I had Taco Bell recently and I was like, I, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. The nostalgia is worn through cheesy bean and rice used to be my go to. And I don't know. I, I also feel like the preparation is bad whenever I get it. It's like parts of it are cold and like, I don't know. I just really can't anymore. I, I can do in and out. I can do a steak shack, but like McDonald's, I just, I really can't besides a McFlurry, but get real. You're not getting McFlurry. And right. broken. Dude, that's totally fair. And I feel like fast food has went downhill with the pandemic because they have less people working. So it's like they're yeah. the people that are working are overworked. And so the already low quality, so I feel like fast food in, in the idyllic perfect times is like a six and a half out of 10 maximum, but now right. it's the end of time. So it's like, you're lucky if you get a four out of 10. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I, someone posted on the Columbus Reddit, the Taco Bell here in one of the Taco Bell, uh, South Columbus neighborhoods had roaches all over the food. And oh. he just, he had roaches just like showing it all over there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yikes. So, What's the most real the meat's ever been? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Would you eat roaches, Feaster Pass? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, I think if it was fried or something and I didn't have to see that. I, I am curious about bugs. There's a place called like Black Ants or something in New York, and I got some kind of bug ants or something. But it was that, it was the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, technically there's an ant, but it's basically a, a dough ball, you know? Yeah, because I've, I've eaten grasshoppers and stuff and I've eaten um, ants, but they were the ants were covered in chocolate. So it's basically just chocolate. And then the grasshopper was deep fried. So it just kind of tastes like dust. But I heard that <laughs> I, I heard that cockroaches take taste like lobster. They're like the little mini lobster bites. That'd be incredible, man. Anything for cheap lobster. I love a good lobster sandwich. They're just so scary. And I know a lot of people in the world eat it. So I don't want to be like too mean to, to bugs and roaches and stuff, but it just seems so <laughs> counterintuitive. Like it, it just stresses me out. I asked you everything I wanted to ask you, but I always tell my guests, um, if there's something that didn't come up organically that you want to talk about, um, now's your time to go ahead and do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we kind of dance around this with the cookie talk. I, I'm curious, you know, because you post so many savory things, mac and cheese, dip and dippies. I, I don't know, really, generally speaking, are you a dessert guy? What's your favorite dessert? I'm not really a big dessert guy. And then as far mm. as content goes, I haven't had any luck posting desserts. Like my followers just don't care about dessert. Like, I don't know if they need like an action shot of, of me, like pouring, like, like I even like chicken and waffles. If I pour like syrup on chicken and waffles, they hate that. But if I pour ranch on chicken, they eat that shit up. Like something about the sweet stuff my followers don't really care about. But just in general, I don't really fuck with sweets like that. Like I'll eat sweets, but I don't really have a sweet tooth. I'd rather have chips or chips and salsa or chips and dip. That's interesting, man. Yeah, I'm a big sweets guy. Donuts obviously we went into. I have to say on the fast food defense, I do find an Oreo blizzard is just very hard to compete with. One of my favorite desserts of all time. Um, but yeah, the cookie scene out here sucks. So I wanted to say that, but, um, I love, yeah, I mean, that's a lot, you know, what a take that's been thrown at me is desserts are for women. A person really told me that. And I was like, Ugh. well, fine then. 
I'm a woman. I don't give a shit. That's so I hate people like that. I would say just because I'm on a food pod and I don't have the opportunity to broadcast this opinion. I just wish more places had non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, that's fair because you're you're sober. And how do you feel about like the fun non-alcoholic cocktails like a made to order ginger lemonade or something fun like that? Does that does that do it for you? It doesn't. It, it really doesn't. First of all, they're always really expensive. It's like $12 when a beer costs seven, you know, and I, and like, yeah, they're fine, but it's like, it's juice. Like, let's not lie. There's, you know, a non-alcoholic beer, like I think has the mouthfeel of beer. I, I think a lot of non-alcoholic beers would pass at, at least come close, especially if you'd already had two beers, I think I could feed most people a non-alcoholic beer and they wouldn't be able to tell. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for doing my podcast. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I want to hang out with you. So hopefully I got my own business now and I'm my own boss. I'm very lenient, nice, kind boss. So I want to come to LA and hang out one of these days. Hey, I'll tell you how much I mean this, Anthony, and you won't fully appreciate this unless you live here, but maybe you'll get a taste. I'll gladly pick you up from the airport, my man. Oh my God. That I feel like that, that rings true for everywhere, but especially LAX, that's like a super high compliment. So it's brutal. (laughs) Brutal. Thank you so much, Danny. Have a good rest of your day, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye. 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 Awesome. So that was the pod. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Please remember to subscribe if you haven't. I have like a weird amount of listeners that aren't subscribed. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what's going on. Um, maybe just like the guests only or what? I'm not sure. But uh, I I would greatly appreciate it if you click subscribe. So um, do that. Dippy dippy. Dippy dippy.